Hello, I am Amber. I'm Chelsea. And welcome to Politics But Make It Fashion. Come chat with us. everyone and welcome to a bonus episode of politics but make it fashion join me and chelsea as we talk to author brenda johnson so hello brenda welcome thank you so much hi amber hi chelsea hi brenda (laughs) how are you this evening thank you so much for joining us Oh, yes. What an honor this is. And your podcast is amazing. I listen cracking up. I'm telling you. Oh, thank you. No, that's an honor. That is an honor coming from you with all of your accomplishments. Because America (laughs) knows you as an author, but I know you first and foremost as coach. As coach. I know. know. They'll be asking for that story. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like I tell it best because I always had to do the most push-ups because I was always making the most mistakes. So when the time comes, it will be me leading that charge, letting the world know, or at least Pennsylvania. Oh, God. <laughs> now, girl, the world. We are all over the world. The so. world, worldwide. Uh, oh. Okay, yep. so Brenda, you wrote a book, and it's called Intuitive Living. So just let us know, like, what is the book about? Okay, the book, it's called Intuitive Living, A Practical Guide for Women Who Want to Deeply Trust Themselves. It was a co-author group effort. The amazing thing about it is we had women from all over the world. I mean, Canada, Germany, um, Australia, South Africa. Goldsboro. And yeah, so it was it was amazing from that aspect. And we had two men. We really did. I mean, yeah, three men. I'm sorry. So it was pretty amazing. It really was a great experience. The book was on different levels of having intuitive living. I mean, intuitive nature and how your intuitive nature formed you, formed your life, formed your business formed you in a various in, in a wide variety of ways yeah yeah so it was pretty broad so when I because when I was reading um the your chapter in the book um as a social worker what we call those you know childhood experiences that are traumatic or like traverse childhood experiences and those can lead to you know, a lifetime of issues and difficulty due to those things that happen to you. But you take that and you, you know, you put, not that you put it in like a positive way, but obviously you overcame it. So, you know, when, what were you thinking kind of when you were writing your piece of the book and focusing on that traumatic experience and coming out on the other side? Well, do you mind? I'm going to go back just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. In my my childhood, there was a lot of trauma. You know, my father shot himself in the head when I was about five years old over the phone talking to my mother. Um, Then when they the family went in the house, he had cut up all her clothes. He had cut up all the pictures. So basically, he kind of wanted to kill all of us. It was kind of weird. Then I had an amazing stepfather. Oh, I loved him, called him daddy. 
And then he died of a major heart attack in our beautiful home we had built after my real father died. So I, you know, it was traumatic because I was running down the steps because it was a colonial house and I saw them cover him up with the sheet oh. as the ambulance was backed up at the front door. Yeah. Then we had another rumor live in the house in house and then we beautiful home we just left it as 16 years old the traumatic you know rape at gunpoint by two guys who were star basketball players of the team who had just beat us in the game so you know <laughs> add insult to injury yeah. You know? right. and, <laughs> no, I'm serious. But you yeah. know what? I I will say it was a all of those things formed me and it made me really, I'm gonna use the word a badass on the outside. Period. On, yes. No, it did. But on it the did. inside, I was like, you know, I felt vulnerable and I just decided. This is not happening to uh, to me again. One of us is not gonna make it out, and it's not. Mm -hmm. and I'm making it out, right? Tell okay. <laughs> Well, like, and I think that for your view to be offered, coming from that as your background, you have all the right in the world to truly speak to the fact that hey, we can all have trauma serious trauma work through it and still live a life where we can really trust ourselves really be intuitive really live our best life we can work past it it does not have to own us yeah and i just think that that's incredible that you were able to not only overcome the things that you've been through and those traumas but also share with the world ideas of how to do that Right, because it I think there's a lot of people time to who want to yeah. share that. Though yeah. it really took me a long time to want to share it. To be very honest, well, that yeah, I mean, I can only imagine because you you have to heal. I feel like you have to cope. You have to yeah. figure it out, and then you got to try to heal. Exactly. So, how do you feel like that that experience? Like, what kind of leader do you feel like that made you? Um, it depended on the situation I was in, to be very honest, because my career was long and it had multiple layers, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think as I became, I'll, I'll jump in after I became an officer. I went through the military academy. I had to have made up my mind. I wasn't quitting because we started with 116 people. We graduated like 16. So that was wow. you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was a <Yeah>. little rough. <laughs> yeah, you had I had really made up my mind no matter what they do I am not quitting. But then they offered me a position on the cadre afterward and I didn't really realize after that I knew I was the first woman but I didn't look at it like I was the first black woman but I was the first woman and the first black woman. So it was a really an honor position working with the cadre. And it was, I was hardcore. If you thought as a basketball coach, drop and give me 10, 
Those cadets, I'm telling you. And those poor, poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> the cadets got it first, though. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it was a participating type of leadership style working, participating is I wanted the other people working with me. We were all working together to me in a participation kind of style of leadership rather than an authoritative style, because that wouldn't have worked in that that situation. Yeah. Yeah. You had to work more or less as a group. So that's what I'm saying. It varied depending on the type of situations I found myself in. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's important, though, because I think there's a lot of leaders who are very stagnant in their leadership style. And sometimes even in the same position, you'll need to change leadership styles because there's different things happening now and you need to do different things, you know, and and to have the foresight that like, hey, this won't work here. So I have to adjust. I have to pivot. Yeah, right. And I've had out of all the commanders of like a 23-year career, I've had one good commander that I absolutely loved. So that lets you know a lot of leaders have no idea how to be a leader. Yeah. And how to lead people, a puppy or a cat, let alone people. (laughs) Leader in title only. Exactly. Um, I would think that her leadership style as coach was authoritarian. It was definitely it was not participative. No. (laughs) You know what? You're right. It was especially as the basketball coach, because I really wanted to form a winning team. And I knew I was working with all levels and I, and I believed it was possible. And if you look at what we did, it was possible. And then we did the same thing again, when we moved to the middle East and um, Amber asked me to be the coach for the, you know, the college of the North Atlantic. And we won every game except for the last game. And everybody wasn't a basketball player, you know, hadn't played before. So, yeah. So it's oh, that was a great season. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, I don't know if our season was as amazing, but I definitely will say it, it was, was the best shape of my life. But it was good. Look at the things that we did, you know, when we went, uh, where did we go? We went to, where are the places that we went? We went way up to New York. um, Buffalo or something. Yeah, we went way up. So it was amazing. We did some great things. We had a wonderful team. We really, really did. Well, when you came in as coach, you kind of had to come in and create like a whole like something from nothing yeah so like you had to come in and kind of like build your own leadership team and then and that wasn't even on the level of working with the athletes and stuff yet so you came in I think it you know it talks about being like a transitional leader or transactional leader where you come in and you're kind of the interim person because like you might not stay forever but you're going to come in here and you're going to create this program and build it and then probably leave, you know? And there's some people who like do that as their job. 
Right. right. And that's that transformational leadership. There we stuff. go. No, I, I said like four different words that weren't. <laughs> no, but that transformational leadership style, I agree, where you're basically working and transforming like a piece of clay into something, but you want to leave it solid and strong to be able to pass it on to the next person as well. <laughs> but that transformational style so so amber no i really agree because you have to be willing to be flexible depending on the situation that you're in and that to me is what forms a good leader and i, yeah. I it's so rare and i'm not saying that just for me patting myself on the back <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination but i'm saying 20 some years in the military and i had one good commander that yeah. I absolutely honored and thought he was amazing. You know, Colonel Davis, who ended up being later on General Davis. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. Do you think that um, that leaders are born or that leaders are made? Wow, that's an excellent question. I think leaders are made. You know why? When you think about a baby, we didn't know how to eat. We didn't know how to, you know, change our own diapers. We didn't know how to speak. Somebody taught us everything. So the, in our formative years, depending on who that person was and how, to me, good they were at it, depends on how you come out. But some people come out great even when they were in a terrible environment as a child, and then others do not. Yeah. So I think it's your it's what you choose once you get to a certain level when you can pick out role models. Yeah. It's who you choose to look at as a role model. To me, it's how you come out. And that's building that transformational leadership style right there. You're transforming yourself into whoever you look at as the person you're looking up to as a leader. Yeah. Wow, definitely. I know. Hit the nail <laughs> on the head. Um, well, Brenda, is there anything else that you would like to add? Um, the only thing I would like to add, really, is I believe there's so many types of leadership styles, and I'm going to turn it right now for women. I love working with women because women are so powerful and so awesome to work with as uh, leaders. Period. No, and because I think the ones, even if they haven't had any kids yet, that intuitiveness and that instinct of motherhood comes out in any positions of leadership and authority that you find yourself in. I saw, I got to just tell you today, I was at a board meeting and one of the women who was very dormant the first few meetings we had, today she just, she blossomed like a rose. I oh, mean, wow. It, oh my goodness. It was awesome to watch her in her full authority because I, fe I felt she's the only woman on, on that commission and I felt she felt dominated by the men, but today she's like, 
fuck this. Yeah. This is wrong what you're doing, and I'm calling it out. Yeah. And she did. So I'm saying I saw her rise to the the moment, and she was just a powerful, powerful leader. And those men were so mad that she had the audacity <laughs> to be the leader on that board that they weren't being. So Man. yeah, I'm, so we have opportunities, and 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 I. That's why a lot of times I don't feel like they want women to be leaders because I believe we are really great leaders. Yeah. Not saying that men aren't. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying give women the opportunity to be the leaders that they have an inherent nature within us to be. Yeah. Okay. You know, I, okay, Brenda, coach, I have to add because I was literally having this conversation today specifically about women and strong women and how there is such a specific attack on women yes and we are we see it the, the conversation was about how we are seeing so much hatred and control and trying to bring down women and you see this especially in extreme religions yeah correct yes. but but that, that was the conversation. But then I said, I'd also like to add, you see this every single day of your life. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting that there is, in some ways, in a lot of ways, we see women trying to be held back and pushed back and held back and quieted down and calmed down. And you're, you're extreme and you're emotional and you're volatile. And I truly believe that that attack is so specific against women because there is such a strength that we carry that no man can carry. And I'm not saying that we're stronger, they're stronger. It's not about that. It's about what we possess specifically as women that no man can do. Mm. And and this is a factual thing. This isn't my opinion. I am woman, hear me roar. (laughs) This is factually our brains work to be able to do nine things at the same time. Men cannot do that. We literally create life. If you give me sperm, I can make a child. If if I give you my egg, you can't do nothing with it. So it's just and it's and it's like it's it's fundamental in our physiology, yeah. but it also comes out like you said. And I think like like today is a perfect perfect example of that woman sitting in that board meeting and enough was enough. And when exactly. she rose to the occasion, she called everyone out. Not only are you wrong, but now you're mad about being wrong. <laughs> and in reality, yeah. how about you just hear what I'm saying and we do the right thing? Yeah, exactly. And people I mean, love to right. hate and people love to hate a woman. Oh, they yes. do. Yes, yes, they do. And that's why we're going through a time where they want women barefoot and pregnant again. <laughs> barefoot and not barefoot and pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> At least give us house shoes. No, <laughs> no, no. You can, you, you can go out the house. Yeah, you can go out the My fashion, if I'm going to wear jeans, it's jeans, cowboy hat cowboy boots and a blouse i literally have seen you in that exact same outfit (laughs) looking fabulous always i did i did forget to ask you about fashion over 60 and what do you like so because you we did have a listener who was wondering about 
how their friends were dressing as they were older and stuff and like the vibe and everything so like how do you keep it you know hip um not matronly I already <laughs> oh, <it>. no. <laughs> <laughs> I have wait I have a question I have a question for you Brenda uh oh did you feel pressure to dress a certain way when we were all in church or was that or did you kind of already dress that way yeah, I had really kind of, it was still in a sense fashionable, but some, it depends on what I was wearing. Most of it was fashionable, but some of the things I think I got probably didn't wear anymore after that. But I still, I mean, I love long skirts. I mean, you know, I really do like below the knee skirts and fashionable looking things, but there's a way to look fashionable without looking matronly and old, if that makes sense. <laughs> and then it's a way to do it. So it's like, like I would never go out strutting a bikini, okay? But I mean, but I, I when I go to the beach, it's, if I'm, I'm gonna have on like a one piece and I'm gonna have like the little, you know, the, the cover that goes over it, a cute kind of cover, big hat or whatever, because you can still look good and not have to look a hundred years old. But if you can, you know, if... I will be strutting in the bikini, <laughs> and I'll be coming in clutch with a modest one piece. <laughs> no, me too. I wear modest. I wear one piece. Yeah, yeah. But it's some cute one pieces. I, mean, I can't really ever get is. them to fit my whole body. No, no, I got you. Yeah, yeah. But you know what, Coach? I feel like you have such a special fashion. I don't think I have ever seen you in however, what is it, 30 30 years. I've never seen you in anything less than a full fit. (laughs) A full fit. And and it's so specific and uniquely you. And like, like when you said a cowboy hat, some jeans, some great boots, an awesome belt great turtleneck like you just <laughs> it's i feel like you have a classic way of dressing with a special twist to it and it's you're right girl you're out here doing all the things yes <laughs> i don't think anyone would ever be able to call you matronly not even <laughs> never i don't think so either <laughs> well thank you i take that as a comment it, a it's com- a it's thank a you. total compliment Thank you. You're welcome. So thank you, Brenda, for joining us. And And thank you, Brenda, for having the bravery to overcome things in the past Mm. and really share that with the world to try to overcome theirs and really live their best life. Uh, We we need more women like you. Thank you. Yes. The book is amazing. Um, it's a really it's a really easy read. It is, it's a good, easy read. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, great. Thank you. Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. It's Intuitive Living. I think you can even get, I have a Kindle version and I have a paperback version. Yes. Yeah, the Kindle version, I think right now is like $7. I just looked. Okay. And where can they find you? Where can they find you online? They can find me online. Um, My group on Facebook is Powerful Women Business Academy. And on Instagram and on TikTok, I'm Ms. Brenda K. 
Well, thank you so much, Ms. Brenda, Ms. K. Brenda K. Okay, thank you. Hey, hey. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to our first bonus episode with author Brenda Johnson. And we will be coming back with more interviews and bonus episodes episodes shortly. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Politics That Make It Fashion. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, click that listener support button. Then stay tuned for next week's all-new episode wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Politics But Make It Fashion. My website is www.amberviola.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Amber underscore underscore Viola, on Facebook, Amber Viola, or you can follow me on Twitter at Queen Black. That's Q U E E N B L A Q U. Chat soon.